0: Welcome to Tag Talk's Happy Hour with Ajit Kara. One part small talk, all parts real talk. This is the part of the day when Ajit gets to know the people behind the job titles at Tag.
1: Hello, my name is Ajit Khara and I'm the Tag CEO for the Americas. Welcome to my podcast. I decided to do this podcast because I believe that Tag's biggest asset is our people, and I want to spend some time deeply getting to understand what makes them tick and what's behind the person that we tend to see virtually and in the flesh in and around the business. So today I'm delighted that I'm going to speak to a lady called Olga Khrushchevka. I've probably butchered that name, but I'll come on to talk to her in a second around that. As always, I'm joined by my producer Kaylee Stansfield. Hey Kaylee, how are you?
0: I'm well, Ajit. I'm going to invite Olga to say her name so that mind? everybody knows how to say it correctly. Kravchenka.
1: Kravchenka. Kravchenka. Now we yeah. know. Yeah. I'm very sorry about that. I do know that you are going to get married soon. I hope your husband has a better name. <laughs> I'm keeping mine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: can't get rid of such a treasure.
1: Right. Okay. Olga, welcome to my podcast. Cheers.
0: Thank you, Ajit.
1: And have a sip of your wine. Uh, Do you like the Chablis that I bought for you?
0: Yes, I do. It's much better than whatever you're drinking. My
1: red one, yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, as I now have butchered your name, I apologize to all of your family for that. Olga, tell me where you're from originally, then. That's a very interesting name.
0: Originally, I'm from Grodna, Belarus. It's right on the border of Poland and Lithuania.
1: Right, right. Wow. That's really in the news at the moment. When did you come to the U.S.?
0: I came to the U.S. in the 2000, but my extended family is all there. So all of my grandparents, one of my aunts, and of course all of our extended cousins are still over there.
1: And did you, before the kind of recent situation, go there frequently to see family or have you been mainly over here?
0: You know, not as much as I would hope. My grandparents used to come here all the time for extended periods of time. It was easier for them because... They're retired, and so they were able to come for a month or two at a time, whereas when I go over there, it's a quick (laughs) week or two.
1: Sure. And we've spoken to other people on these podcasts that have come from that region of the world, and they say it's beautiful. I mean, I've never been. Is it beautiful there?
0: It's stunning. I think Belarus is an undiscovered country, and part of the reason why it's so hard to visit is because it's a communist region, so you had to get a visa in order to be able to go there. So a lot of people never came, but then they opened up the borders. And for a while there, it was easily accessible. Now, of course, it's not the case, you know, with the war, but I do hope everyone goes and sees it's stunning. It's unlike anything you've ever seen and it's completely not touristy. So you feel immersed in it as soon as you get
1: there. Well, let's hope it all becomes peaceful soon.
0: On that note, We have two Ukrainian refugees that are living with my parents at the moment.
1: That's awesome. Well done, your parents.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And it's been lovely to be able to help and to be able to have some sort of impact in a terrible situation when people have no place to go. So, you know.
1: The outpouring of when we set up our fund appeal in the organization, Mm -hmm. I was astonished at the generosity of all the people that work for TAG, but. I do find that when horrible situations happen, it could be, as you say, war or natural disaster or anything, that the kindness of all people does tend to come out. There's a lot of good people out there. There's a lot of great things that happen.
0: It's incredible to me. It's incredible how the community just pulls together and you feel like there's support all around you. You know, even in the city as big as New York, sometimes you feel like you're just by yourself. But in reality, you're surrounded by people who care and you just have to take a closer look.
1: Yeah, that's astonishing. Well, please do thank your parents. That's amazing. Really is amazing. When you left, did you leave on your own or did you go with family?
0: I left with my parents and my sister. I was 11 years old when we came here and I have to say, it was a bit of a rude awakening. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. (laughs) To say the least. I knew all of about five English words when we came here. Although it was hard, my parents did it for all the right reasons, and I can't thank them enough for doing it because the amount of opportunities I have being here is something that I would never have otherwise.
1: And I realize that because I did your name wrong, I didn't say what you do because I've just completely gone off my formula now because your name (laughs) confused me. But you're the director of business management, so you're very good on the numbers. numbers and the commercials. Was that linked to the fact that you had limited vocabulary. So did you focus on math or was that the link?
0: That's actually exactly why. So when we came here, the only subject I was good at was math because Mm. I didn't even attend history or English classes. And instead I attended English second language classes. And so as I progressed in high school, science and math was always, I was very good at. Now, of course I had no idea what you would do with a science degree. I was like, oh, I don't know.
1: Right.
0: So math it was. And I was like, okay, well, it can be math or it can be finance. And my parents were like going to business. My
1: experience of working with you is that it does define you because when you let the logic and the math do the talking and you're very scientific around that.
0: I think I have to, right? So I think when I first came here, English was so hard and it was impossible, right? I think my first homework assignment in a science class which i don't know why it was a science homework assignment was to write a recipe for a pbnj sandwich i had no idea what pbnj stood for (laughs) so i went online and i did some googling now imagine if you're googling and typing in pbnj but you don't understand any of the words that are coming out on the internet and you're like i have no idea what's going on so well, Who
1: puts peanut butter and jelly together? Yes, You're it exactly. honestly
0: never even crossed my mind <laughs> that that could be a combination. I always said that that was the fluke people yeah. wrote about. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, I really disliked writing after that, just throughout my whole career. And I loved finance classes because the most you had to write was one page. And like any huge report you do is one page or the answer
1: why your executive summaries are always sync sync and yeah, <laughs> quite it's short.
0: Just important put the
1: most important bullet yeah. points. And when you think, are you still thinking in is it Russian as your native language or
0: Russian is my native yeah. language, I think in English for the things that I do in my life in English and I think in Russian for the things that I do in Russian so anything my family related because I speak to my parents in Russian I think about in Russian and everything work related and friends related I think about in English
1: do you ever play that game that I wish I could do I wish I knew many languages that you go into a restaurant or some hospitality you know you obviously come across that you oh you know English but you can really listen and hear what everyone is saying about you And everybody else in a foreign language.
0: Oh, we always do that. And my sister and I, when we travel, we try to first gauge the atmosphere, who speaks what language, and then we'll pick a language to talk about. So, for instance, we went to the Czech Republic, and shockingly to us, a lot of Russians lived there. And usually we speak in Russian when we travel because most people speak English. But this time around, we're like, oh, no, no, no. We speak in English because everybody here understands Russian. So we're not doing
1: that. <laughs> have you met a Russian famous person?
0: Yes, I have. Mm. I met Alexander Ovechkin. Oh, he wow. is the captain of the Washington Capitals hockey team. He is a huge, super mega star in Russia because every Olympics he used to play for the Russian team, even though he lives here in Virginia, but. I'm a personal fan because my grandpa and I have been watching hockey together since I was an itty-bitty girl. Ice hockey. Ice hockey.
1: Keeping on the Olympic theme then, so what was your sport when you were growing up? I used to
0: do professional trampoline. Oh,
1: my goodness. So, And please help define what does professional trampolining mean versus going up and down in the back garden?
0: So the trampolines you guys have here are around, and they have a black net with tiny, tiny holes. That is not what a trampoline actually looks like. An Olympic trampoline is this gigantic rectangle with a red cross in the middle, and it's white with a red cross, and the holes are quite big. And so when you're talking about jumping, you're not talking about a foot or two or even five. You're talking about 30, 40, 50 feet up in the air, right? And so... When I was growing up, that's a sport I did, and I loved every second of it. It was really hard. We had this one guy who I trained with, but he was in a much more senior group. He used to be able to touch the ceiling in this ginormous gymnasium, and I wanted to be <laughs> just like him. I was like, oh, my God, one day I'm going to be just like him. And what
1: happened then? So you got quite professional at this, or were you pretty good?
0: So... Well, now I'm sure I'm atrocious, (laughs) (laughs) but I was doing pretty good. I actually started winning some medals, and Mm. then um, we came here. This is
1: pre eleven, and before you came. Pre
0: eleven, yes, and then we came here, and because it's a very popular sport in Belarus, so when we came here, my parents were like, "No problem, you're going to be able to do it here." And we looked it up, and there's like probably four places in the whole country that does this sport, and uh, no one in Connecticut. Connecticut
1: wasn't one. No.
0: <laughs> Connecticut was not one of them exactly. So that just to get put on the back burner. But still a dream, right? It's still a dream in my head. That one day I'm going to be able to jump again.
1: And without wishing to be simple about this, yes, I get the height. But were you being asked to do other aerobatics with it as well? Like yes, still, yeah.
0: you, have to, you have to do 10 elements. Yeah, what did you get scored m- on then? On your elements and the height and like how far you jump, how fast you stop, right? Because from that height, you have to stop in one go. So like Mm. you land and that's it. Any injuries? Oh, many injuries. I can assure you hitting a trampoline face first hurts quite a bit (laughs) but in reality the trainers are professional right the way they train you you start off first i do have to say my poor mother probably replaced more shirts than i can imagine because the trainer holds your shirt and the minute you start flying off the trampoline they pull you back and oftentimes your shirt doesn't make it
1: so i pity if you have children when you get married they're clearly going to have the birthday party with the trampoline in the garden or the bouncy castle, and you're going to show your kids up because you're going to throw them aside and show them how it's done, isn't it? You're going to be one of those mums.
0: it. I think you have to live it up to the fullest. <laughs> right? You just can't... Age does not define you. It's how you feel inside. Well,
1: When we built our trampoline in our garden, which is obviously nothing like what you described, it was exactly as you described. It was round with the small holes in but it was a reasonable size of trampoline, and my daughters and I would fight who could go on but they wouldn't want me to come on because they would just sink wherever i was
0: <laughs> yes that happens but you know in all the competitions you're usually the only one that's on that's true trampoline.
1: that's true and you like to travel where are the sort of favorite places that you've been
0: so i've been to many beautiful places in the world but i think the vacation that like really stands out to me is my trip with my sister to the south of france wow we rented a car for 17 days. Wow. And we went around all the small towns and we literally drove all along the coast to Monaco and then all the way back. And we just stayed in this quaint Airbnbs, drank lots of wine, tried these restaurants that are literally for two people. Amazing. And it was incredible. Like it's still one of the best vacations. And my sister's like, okay, so when are we going again? <laughs>
1: Well, is that your honeymoon? You're going to leave your husband and take your sister again on the show? No,
0: but I am going to take my husband to this the south of it. France on my honeymoon, actually, to make sure that we get to do it again.
1: Now, the big question, though, is is your cat going to your wedding?
0: No. Wow. Well, she's going to be upset.
1: <laughs> I think that's very cool of you personally. But yeah. You know.
0: Agit, if I could, I would bring her, but I don't think she's so keen on flying.
1: Oh, it's going to be somewhere else, is it?
0: It's in Paris.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. How beautiful. What a beautiful city.
0: Yes, I'm very much looking forward to it, especially their food.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you like when it comes to their food then? I obviously see that you like your white wine.
0: I'm a huge fan of their pastries. And so instead of having a cake, we're having a buffet bar of just pastries, (laughs) which I'm going to be in heaven. I'm like, I'm saving room from dinner. Just to be able to are going to have
1: a bit of elasticity. <laughs>
0: yes, that's for sure. Yeah. Huh? It's oh. mandatory.
1: Nothing it sounds nicer to me. Like I love French bread, French wine, cheese, pastries, actually pretty much everything. So why Paris?
0: Well, originally it was because my grandparents, when I got engaged, told me that, sorry, honey, America's very far away. <laughs> <laughs> we can't make it. Wow. Well. To be fair, my grandparents are older and Belarus doesn't have any direct flights. So in order for them to get even to New York, it takes about 30 hours. So what we decided on was, let's do a destination wedding. Let's pick a midpoint. You know, we're very fortunate. We have friends all over the world. We have some people coming in from Israel, some people coming in from Hong Kong. My childhood friend is coming in from Germany. We have people coming from Canada, the US, and we thought that it would be such a great treat for everybody to be somewhere else. And I mean, what better city than Paris?
1: Yeah, sounds like a logistical nightmare.
0: <laughs> that can all be <laughs> fixed.
1: <laughs> Ask, agent, anything. <laughs> This is your opportunity now to ask me any question that you have.
0: I would love to ask you a question. I've been waiting for this. Okay,
1: that makes me a bit nervous.
0: No, you shouldn't. You have a sister, Yes, right? I do, yes. Just one. Just you do you have any other siblings? No. Do you ever get into mischief with her when you were younger?
1: Um, that's a good question. So my sister is uh, three years older than me. It depends on sort of mischief. I think she was definitely the older, more lively child. I was the very subservient and following her around sort child because I was younger. And I do have this distinct memory that if ever she hears these, she'll kill me. But I remember her once trying to convince me that she'd found a worm and she tried to convince me a spaghetti (laughs) for me to eat it. Did it work? I don't believe it did work, but she did make a convincing argument. So we did have quite a lot of fun when we were very young, but she was obviously mothering me, so I had two mothers as we were growing up. But she's a wonderful person and very, very important in my life.
0: Okay. Does she come to visit you here often? Not not
1: often. Not enough, no. I, I tend to go back to the UK every three months anyway, so I see her there when I go back. But yeah. Okay. Good question. So, Olga. Yes? I won't say your surname again, but thank you so much for all the numbers, the commerciality that you do for our business. I'm sure your wedding in Paris is gonna be amazing and enjoy the second part of your trip going to the south of France and in sharing with your new husband all the fantastic things that you and your sister saw. Thank, Thank you all. Thank you, Ajit. Cheers.
0: Join us soon for another episode of Tag Talks Happy Hour with Ajit Kara and learn more about the people behind the job titles at Tag.